value my 50p popcorn. You're thinking, what? There's a millionaire in this country? Why? And it was huge to me. Massive. That's, that was my struggle for my first five years in business. I had to shrink the value of that thought. I had to shrink the value of what a million pound was because I created it so massive on that on that trek to the ice cream van when I heard someone become a millionaire from the Sun newspaper. Do you remember the bingo? The Sun newspaper bingo. Man, it just, that completely screwed my business up for the first five years of my life. How mad is that? And you're all doing the same thing. Every one of you is doing the same thing here. So let me move my page, guys. Okay, I have a mind shifter for you, and I'm going to put a couple of these in. When I say mind shifter, something just you to think about. Money has no value until you put your life value money experience to it. Think about that. A fiver to me is different to a fiver to you. A tenner to me is different to a tenner to you. And not because the tenner has any different value, it's our belief to that tenner. It's the value of that tenner. Which means that value you are putting on money, because remember, money has no value, we put it to it. So the value you put on that money dictates the level of monetary value in your business. Now, why are we happen on about business all the time? Because what you did when, when you went to company's house and said, okay, I'm deciding I'm going to be a voice over business, Amy. That's you decided. Here it is. I've registered my business. I'm now a legal running business. Then what happens is then when you pull that off the shelf in company's house and you put it into your laptop, you've decided to be the shop window of every emotion that you have up to that given point to everybody. You've decided to share your weaknesses and your strengths through your business model. So your business model is only as successful as your belief system right now. And you cannot get away from that. It is, there's no way you can. So if you're saying, Paul, do you know what? I'm struggling to make, I don't know, 20K a year. No, it's not your business is struggling to make. Your belief is saying you're only worth 20K a year. That's fact. We can't change that. That is scientifically proven, guys. Let me move on here. Okay, here we go. Question. So how can you recognize your money blocks? How or are you open-minded enough? This is a thing. Are you open-minded enough first to really look at yourself with a healthy ego? Really look at yourself and look at where your money blocks come from. And you know what? It may be mom and dad. It may be your brother or sister. It may be your first experience with money. It may be that you are actually a money block. Money block goes two ways. You can have too much money and still have a money block. And you can have no money and still have a money block. They are both there. You can be an incredibly brilliant salesperson like our Mike here and still have a money block. Because your money block is not allowing you to create millions, but it still allows you to make brilliant sales. It, it, it comes in all kinds of levels, okay? You really have to look at yourself. This is a thing. Let me move on you. Okay. So how do you recognize money blocks? How, again, we talk about being open-minded enough, but what are the signs? What are the signs that you need to look for? Okay. First of all, let's, let's and again, I want you to be open-minded you. Don't flex your ego. Don't don't kind of react into these suggestions or questions. Write them down and you have to think about it. You have to allow yourself the space to think about the answers here. Otherwise, you're going to react into my time with you and you'll get nothing out of it. Low intensity decision making habits. Think about that. Low intensity decision making habits. How many of you practice those? You can say, no, no, me, no, me. You will be. Trust me, you know, and 
what I wanted to do, I remember these low intensity decision making habits and they create then low business sense skills. Remember I said that? Business sense skills. So your sense skills are what really allow you to expand out your ideas values. Sense, they call it sensibility skills. Sense skills, your ideas values, okay? So you really start looking at those. I mean, we haven't got enough time. This is generally a week long workshop. So we're doing this in one in one hour. Look at your, okay, what, what happens when you go on money block also? It creates for a money doubting business person. How many, let's, now let's, let's take off the gloves here, guys. If you don't want to make money, then you'll be doing a job. You'll be in a career. You'll be getting paid for what you do. If you don't want to make money, you know, a business is designed to give lifestyle freedom. If you're in a business because you don't want to make money, get out of it. You have a life of blood, sweat, and tears, and nothing at the end. Yeah, we can't take you with us. I agree. But don't come into business and hide behind your money blocks by saying things like, well, I'm not in it for the money, or I just like, I, I want to do it because I want to be my own boss. Bullshit. I viewed it all. Don't be hard on yourselves. It's miserable. Running a business is one of the most loneliest places in your career history. So if you're going to do it, do it right. Understand the business model in the first place. So if you find, you know what, I'm a money doubting business person, then you want to, re again, really take in what we're talking about here. Let me move on a little. Okay, so what we do is, you know, do you really, what we find also with people with money blocks is they reestablished financial disappointments in today's financial practices. Well, let me tell you what I mean by that. So you would have, you'll take all your financial disappointments from the day of birth to where you are right now. And these will be things you actually remember on the front. They are scars from the back. They're the, they are the subconscious feeders. Okay, and what you'll do is you'll reaffirm those disappointments with by recreating your business. I did this so many times. Oh, I've got a new product now. Here it is. I'm going to be successful. I'm up and running. No! You will train that new product with the same disappointing habits. And then you'll get frustrated and say, do you know, why is it not working? How come my new product, wait, that I just paid 10K for to be fine-tuned by USP is the best USP ever. Nobody can match me. Look at my website. It's glowing. You know, look at, look at my podcast. Look at my YouTubes, yeah? But what behind that, well, what we have behind that is a person that's running from poverty all the time who's running from poverty, not running into success, but running from poverty. Poverty doesn't mean you're on your ass, guys. Poverty is a very stretched out time in your life. It's a very stretched out process in your mind. And the break of that elastic band from out of poverty into sex, success is tiny. We can say poverty is this big, success is that big in an emotional mind. So figure that. So what you'll do is you'll redesign your product and redesign it in such a way you think, okay, I'm done now, I'm done now, I'm done, bullshit. That doesn't work either. So don't redesign, redevelop. Redevelop first. Let me tell you another mind shifter for you. Here we go. Failure is largely the result of one's loyalty, as we say, to reestablish past disappointments. Please, for the life of me, remember I said that. How many of you have been in a relationship then get another bad one, another bad one, another bad one, another bad one, another bad one? There it is. That's the one. How many of you have, 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 
Uh, we can see a roller coaster ride with money. Yeah, I got it. It's gone. Yeah, I got it. It's gone. Yeah, I got. Oh, I got plenty. I'm unhappy. Trust me, money can make you miserable too. It can. Let's move on a page. Here we go. Let me roll it. Roll it. Roll it. Yeah. Okay. So some other money block recognitions I want you to think about. Now I had a, I had a amazing interview with the lovely Mike Armstrong on you today behind the behind the in front of the Welsh dragon flag. And we talked about one of the things we're going to touch on you, which is the use of your vocabulary in business. And you're going to think, what the hell has this got to do with it? We speak as we feel. Let me say that again. We speak as we feel. We feel from our belief. Do you get that? Belief, feel, speak. Belief, feel, speak. There it is. So when you're using words that have no profit in essence to your business, then what you're doing is you're throwing words out that cannot grow in any way. Let me share some of these words with you guys. I want you to write them down quickly. Please get a pen and paper, write them down. Can't, won't, don't. I am trying, maybe at some point, I'll go again. Can't, won't, don't. I am trying, maybe at some point. None of these words offer a forward momentum. Let me throw another in that me, Sue, and my other business partner, Rob, has been working at. Need. The word need. I need, I need, I need, I need. What will you get from that? You will have the want to need. Guys, I didn't make this up. This was you way before me and you had the pleasure of coming to this earth. You've got to think about your vocabulary. Now, here's the thing. You keep a little book with you. Not as big as this, but keep a little pad with you. Have now your unprofiting words written down. Each time you say a profiting word, be conscious of the fact you're going to step back and say, wait, I said need. How do I change that? How do I make that sentence without any of these words being put in there? And if this isn't resonating with you now, I don't expect it to. You know, what we're talking about here is going to seed in over the next six months. You're going to think, God, I remember that bald man said that. I remember that bald man said that to me on this call. At first I thought, what a load of bullshit. I get it now though. Just asking you to be open-minded to it. Let me go further down. This is a big one I hear. Money is not my goal. I'm not in business for the money. Really? Go home. Get a job. Don't put yourself through this. There's loads of opportunities for you skilled people out there to get a 30, 40K job a year. Another one is, this is my favorite one. Pricing my work is my weakness. I charge the same or under what everybody else in my field is charging. That is a massive, massive lack of self-belief and worth. Massive. People do it. They get into a sticky place and what they do, drop their numbers. And then increase their services. What? Really? That's crazy. That is going against everything a business model is, desi is, is designed to do. Let me move on. This is getting exciting. I feel guilty asking for invoices owed or charging a friend full price. Really? <laughs> really? How many people do you mind get that invoice out? How dare you discredit your business in that way? An invoice is a statement. The biggest statement that you could possibly have in your business. And if you can't charge a friend full price, they're not a friend. Your friend should absolutely appreciate the desire to want to support you 100%. I'm not saying disfriends you. Think about, think about your values. I hate putting up my prices to meet my lifestyle needs. Really? Then what are you doing with the business? Why are you in it? 
you're going to think to me, you're a poet. All you do is put pressure on me. Because right now I'm not making the money I want in order to create my lifestyle. That's because you're focusing on the business, not yourself. You're focusing on the business, not yourself. Here's another one. It's okay. I will pay myself when the business allows. Man, that's, a, that's an old one, but I still hear it so many times. At this level, guys, you know, this level, I hear it so many times also. I will not put the pressure on myself for the business for a pay rise. I'll not pressure myself for a pay rise, really? Really? I'm less than minimum wage. I've seen that so many times also. You know, this has got nothing to do with your ability to sell your business. This is all about the values that you're bringing back or forward from what you experienced in your life. This goes back to the million pound that I grew this big because I'm going down the ice cream van or the, the redundancy, not the um, bankruptcy I went through because of credit was happiness. It all goes back to these triggers. And I'm still learning this, guys, you know. I'm 16 years in, but I'm still understanding money. It's a very complicated thing. Okay, here we go. So let's look at how we can remove some of these money blocks. Let's look at this. First of all, this is a big one. And Mark, you know, being in the coaching industry, you must meet this a lot where people blame everybody by themselves. It happens all the time. A zero financial blame culture practice. Zero financial blame culture practice. Don't blame anybody for your financial disappointments. They all belong to you. We can't change that. And if you feel, again, what I'm saying here is like, no way. I ain't having this. I understand. I do understand. But also what I'll say is, it's going to be exhausting for you later on. Another one, in order to help you remove these blocks, a zero assumption practice. Zero assumption practice. So many people in business assume an outcome. Created it before it even happens. Which prevents them from, from creating great ideas, the right investments. Then they go back to, of course, what we spoke about earlier on then, which is a loyalty to disappointments. Assumption comes from a practice of loyalty to disappointments. Unconditional self-accountability practice. That's unconditional self-accountability. Don't blame anybody else. Really look at you all the time. That's what these guys do. You know, think Branson, you know, blamed COVID for what happened to, you know, his, 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 his company, his air flight company. What he does is, when people meet Branson, they can't get over how in awe of how giving and friendly this person is. Because he has taken out of him all the doubts that we are suffering with here. He takes that away. We can smell someone that's struggling in business. All of you can. When you come on to a network event, you can instantly know when someone says, please, please do this. Please come to me. Please come to me. Please come to me. You know that someone is reacting out of poverty, out of a struggle. And that's okay. That's okay. But be transparent with it. You know, my business flatlined the first three weeks of COVID. Flatlined. I'm like, oh my God. Absolutely. The, the whole business was pulled out of the wall. Thank God for the grants and the bounce back. That's okay. Let's move to another one. Removal of financial loss over financial gain, assuming practices again. This is when you're looking at, okay, if I invest in something, 
will that is going to more often and this is a small thought remember this is a tiny thought your investment you're already worried that that's going to turn into a disappointment so before you start this five seat you see that see to you that joy listen i've got a product for you that i'm telling you i guarantee will work but it's going to cost you 5k the first thing you think of is whoa what if that 5k ain't going to work out i've got then credit card payments to pay or i'm going to lose a chunk of my runway for sure that's the first thing that there that tiny thought there that's what manipulates your loyalty that's what creates your loyalty disappointment instead of okay joe i got 5k i got five i want 5k off you for this s and i guarantee then your first reactor is great that's going to make me 10k in this now tell me about that now we got a whole different approach now once have you gone back to your money loss now you're thinking into your money gain it takes practice guys not because it doesn't take practice because it becomes a habit you actually got to divorce a big part of you that is manipulating your business right now and that's the, that's the little girl in you amy says i'm not good enough i'm not good enough i'm not good enough that little girl in you says that you got to divorce her but also appreciate she made you who you are right now without her we wouldn't have amy but she's not the leader she's just the foundation that created this little girl that's what's important so it's a reset of your mind people and we do with our laptops our phones our tablets we do every day it's as easy to reset if you wish it to be remember there's no law out there that says there's a limit to what you can earn nah mental there's nothing so legally you can earn what the hell you want and the country many years ago said you can do that through your own business So you go to companies and say, "Right, I'm going to enjoy that. I'm now going to practice my legal right to earn as much as I want." Oh shit! Oh, am I worth that though? Can I really do that? That's where you'll be going. And you know, this is going to be touching people's heartstrings right now. People are going to be thinking, "No way! I've had enough of it. I'm not listening to him anymore because you know what? It's making me feel totally upset and pissed off about my decisions." And so it should. And so it should. It's designed to rattle your emotional layers. So leave here and think: Can I be a business person, or should I get a career? Think about that after the call. If you're a business person, then use the business model because it loves you. It loves you. A successful business. Here we go. Mind shifter. A successful business will have priced itself out of poverty. Do you hear that? It priced itself out to poverty. The only reason why we keep ourselves in a certain market is because our worth doesn't think our, that we we can go anywhere else with it. You know, you're the marketeers, like the wonderful Mike. You're, you know, you come in and say, okay, where's your market? What's your USP? What are you charging every month? It's like so. I said, Joy, do you know what? Let's take your rates from five hundred to two thousand pound a month. So you say, from now on, you're two thousand pound a month to that client. You're going, oh my god, who's going to pay that? That's the first thing you think. There it is, money block. There is as many people that'll pay ten thousand pound a month as what it is paying ten pound a month. Figure that. But here's the thing. The market of ten pound a month is just noisy as hell. Noisy as hell, and the people that pay ten thousand pound a month, you hardly hear them because they don't need to make much noise. They are that intelligent; they appreciate the value of what you're going to offer them. So for ten, that joy, sorry, for ten thousand pound a month, so they won't shout loud and they won't come in and I would bleed you dry for the tenner that you would have to pay for the lower end market. 
they will fully appreciate that hour you're going to give them every week for £10,000 a month has substantial change to their lives because they're developing individuals. That's the difference. The low-end market, it just makes a lot more noise because we complain like hell about paying for something, but want everybody to pay for us. Want everybody to come in and pay for me. Pay for, wait, 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 wait. No, you pay for me. And we all mourn, we all mourn like hell about it. We truly do. So think about where you want your, where you want the value of your life, okay? The value of your life experience to sit. Amy, if you feel that's gonna be in the low-end market, you know what? Then you're repeating disappointments. Let me say this again. The market at £10,000 a month is as big as the market at £10 a month. And you're going to give exactly the same service. In fact, you'll give more effort in your £10 because you're striving to get the £10,000 client. That's just crazy. All because of a money block, guys. All because of a disbelief. Let me turn my page up. Okay, so we go. Boom, boom. Here we are. Here we are. I like this one. So let us, let us move into some... I know money block removing practices. We played the foundations as going the practices. So this is a thing that I do. I want you to think about. I increase my prices every 10 clients. Every 10 clients, I increase my prices. prices. Why? Because the 11th client has got that much more experience from me from my, from my 10th client before. So effectively, I'm a better coach letting clients in. I'm offering our 11th client so much more of me. Now, Here's the thing also, you can raise your prices by 10, 10 if I say 10 bob, do you know what 10 bob is? No, let's say pound. If you raise your prices by a pound, that's good enough. What you've said is you made a statement, you're raising your prices because you are now 10 clients more experienced. So important to tell your business that. So important to tell yourself that. Otherwise, your prices will remain in the same place which means you are undervaluing then your um, your growth, your development, and more so than anything else, you are loyal to your money blocks. So you raise them, it doesn't matter, it can be pennies, pounds, but every 10 clients raise them. It's so important. Use the business module correctly to develop yourself and belief system. Get your doubts out of the way. We've touched on this. The business model, again, remember, has no emotion. It has a purpose. Then when you marry into it, all your doubts and disappointments, then it has to be loyal to that. You know, when we have a puppy, that puppy behaves the way that we allow. When we have a child, I come into this life a clean slate. Then I have to adopt all my parents' disappointments. Then I have to unwork those out when I decide to become a business and expose all those disappointments in my front window of my business, which are my profits, the cost of my belief system. How I, how I invoice, who do I feel my customer is, all came from my parents' money blocks. We can't help that, guys. That was done again way before us. So you've got to look at yourself. How do you increase your seat value? This is a big thing. I would only think about increasing the profit in your business. I want you to think about increasing your seat value. And this is something we specialize in. So when you think about your seat value, so I'm gonna say, let's say, I don't let's say Joy, because you're at the top of my screen here. Let's say your seat value right now is 30K a year. So you're saying the business has to pay me 30K a year because that's my seat value. But our seat value is based on your, your experience up to this given day, up to this given point. 
So what are you getting paid for then for tomorrow's extra experience and the experience of the day after, the day after, the day after? What are you, what are you pricing for yourself for that? How are you increasing your seat value financially? Think about that. Think about the value of your experience. So you set, you set your business, set it by seat value and say, okay, so I'm saying I'm 30K now. So three months from now, I have to be 35K. Six months from now, I'm 40K. You increase the seat value that way. Put pressure on your business module to earn money. Put pressure on you on the business module. So let me come back in. So what you do is, so increase your seat value by increasing, and Mike will love this because he's a big fan of this, exposing exposing your profile through social media. Regardless of your industry, it doesn't matter. How you increase your seat value is by the perception of see people increasing your profile for you. Remember, I can't increase my profile. None of you can increase your profile. That is done by your fans, your business fans. That is done through how they then tap the jungle drums and say good things about you. Tap the jungle drums. And this is not something you hear. This, this type of currency, I'm going to say volume in business, is done without us even knowing. And that feeds into your profile, which increases your seat value by bringing in what are clients and customers into your business without the effort that's created here. So it's massively important that you increase your profile on your social media. There's no getting away from it, whether you like it or not. Now, you could say, do you know what? Now, it's not me in front of a camera, neither was it me. Although my mother said I've always been a show off. I've always said that. So, you know, so you think, okay, you have to get in front of the camera. You have to get yourself, so here's mine today. So my gift today is this. So I spoke, we had a, so that is my new podcast mic. Um, and I'm going to be blasting the guts out of that over the next couple of weeks. Get my podcasts out. Think about this. You haven't got a choice. You've got to speak about you so people hear about you. They love you. They get to like you. Don't measure yourself by the amount of likes and loves and hearts you get on social media. Please don't. Because the moment you assess yourself by that, you're going back to, do they love me? Oh no, I'm not good enough. I'll lower my prices. You go back to that habit. Listen, a lack of self-belief is like alcoholic giving up. It's like chocolate, cigarettes. It's the same type of drug. It's part of that. So think about that. Okay, let me go on. So stretch your intelligence. I love this. Stretch your intelligence and ideas values. By opening an avenue to share your knowledge on socialism. Let me tell me just nail this down. And again, regardless of your industry. When you start opening up on your videos, your podcasts, what you're doing is you are quickly running out of knowledge. Isn't that great? Let me say that again. You are quickly running out of knowledge, which means you have to stretch yourself. You have to now open your mind up. To, your, to what is the mass of your mind, the mass of your thoughts, the mass of your wisdom and intelligence and grow so quick because you've got to keep ahead of your listeners. You've got to keep ahead of the people that are watching you. So it's massively important to stretch yourself. Don't sit back in what you already know. That's done. It's out of fashion. I'm Mike there. And I keep going to Mike because we had this call and I kept the calls. Big stretch in this. Sue, big stretch in the health world. They just push and push and push all the time. Listen, you've got to be, you've got to be, in many ways, contradictive. You've got to be someone that's going to, going to shout out to people and, and say, do you know what? You're wrong, guys. You're not doing enough. 
You've got to be prepared to say these things. You've got to be prepared and, um, you know, practice your bragging rights. But you've got to really be prepared. Has Dave fallen asleep there? Just curious, you know, has he fallen asleep there? <laughs> Bless him. Okay, you know, so what, what I want you to do is, is really think about that exposure. And again, I want you to empty all your knowledge into... Yeah, yeah, you see it all marked, you. <laughs> uh, so empty your knowledge as quick as you can so then you start stretching yourself, okay? So let me say it. Also, set yourself salary numbers that we spoke about. So set yourself a salary for the next three years. And make sure in that salary, you know, you've got your pay rises. So you're saying to myself, do you know my business is here to pay me? So many people... So many people in business are afraid to take money out. You've got to put pressure on the business model. It wants to be loyal to you. It really does. Let me move on. Ah, uh, that, 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 that. Okay, yeah. And I, and I shout this out because um, it's so true and it's something I learned later. You know, get your marketing and sales strategy right. We can't get out. This is, this is one of this again. It's an emotional part of your business. The marketing part and the strategy of how you market yourself is all about your worth and is all about your belief system. People, people lightly market, and that's because they're afraid to get themselves expose themselves out there. People, then people heavily market. Okay, those are ones who are saying you've got to know me, you've got to see me, you've got to. So think about your marketing strategy. Don't leave this aspect out of your business. Don't make it a part of your business just lightly touched on. You have to, have to assess and analyze your marketing, not because of the marketing tool, but because the statement of what you're projecting out. Let me say that again, what you're projecting out. Amy, I'm not interested in your business. I'm only interested in you. Do you see it? Say for yourself there, David, I'm not interested in your business. I'm interested in you. Say for yourself there, Mark. I mean, Sue and everybody else. Okay, let me move on. Here we go. Your vision. Now I'm going to make this, I'm going to go into a place that is almost kind of, I don't know, universal thinking. Now what's changed in the business world is the business person, the, the entrepreneur, the successful business person has altered how they do things. Many years ago, the work, it, was, it was put around or branded around work smart, not hard, work smart, not hard. And very few people got that um, that process, I found it hard to understand that. You know, I grew up, I watched my father work seven days a week as a builder. You know, always having change in his ass pocket. So I grew up believing work hard, work hard, not smart. And then a few years ago, many years ago, I burned out. Three years I lost of my life, could not get myself out of bed. Completely dysfunctional. They called it post-affection post post fatigue syndrome. I called it dead. Just about anyway. Three years. Hard to hardly speak. Um, bear in mind, I'm a, I was a semi-professional cyclist. I couldn't do nothing. Because of that, work hard, not smart. So when I think about what smart is, is we are talking about here, we're talking about intense, soft skills, which is the future of, of the business person. But those who are successful did this a long time ago. So I want to think about your, your visioning. So visioning, what is visioning? So many people are this messed up, especially in the business world. You know, a lot of business world is still functioning at that, you know, that sales, get it, money, money. No, 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 no. Money is not interested in negativity. 
It doesn't stay long in those places. If you're loyal to the care and share of the economic love within business world, the economic love within business world, you say, oh man, what is he on about? We're all here because we're sharing one thing, hopefully, which is a desire for the person in front of me to be better than who I am. So Mark, my need is for you to be better than me, which means that you'll come back here and, and offer that same favor back to me. And you think, well, how does that make me money? It makes, this makes the most amount of money. The sale of your business is the smallest amount of money. The biggest sale of yourself, 70% of your thoughts are soft skills. So 70% of you is the profit in your business. The other 30% are the tools that you use within a business to make that happen. Marketing, social media, the product, and all these wonderful things that we dish out every day, they're the tools. The other 70% is you. You are emotional money emotional money an emotional business so let's think about this let's go on to because i'm going to share my screen here because i need to open up a few things can i do that guys can i share the screen here i guess i can yeah just waiting for the leaders to uh okay let me share my screen right i'm right hang on i'm going to just allow you to do that okay can i do this now Wait, hang on. Let me, uh, let me just get your video up so I can get the access to you over there. I pinned your video. Right. So what? What I want? Um, and now uh, you you can now. I've made you host. So okay. Let me try that again. Let me go this. Okay. Cool. Uh, let me find where the earth I put this thing. I wasn't expecting this. Okay. Here we are. Boom. Let me get that up. Um, is that it? Just bear with me, guys. I actually want to get this one up. Okay. Oh, this is what I want to share with you. Okay. I want to share with you a vision form. Now, this vision form didn't isn't something that I invented. It came from probably my most successful mentor and coach that I've worked with in my 16 years, the owner of EE. So he, he gave me this vision form. He said, Paul, without fail, I will fill this in five days a week. And he said, when I first started doing it, I thought, you know what, what a crock. Why should I have to be filling in a vision form when I run a business to make money? And he said, that was the biggest mistake I did because I had to go back to the vision form many years later and start all over again. So I got three, let me just move things around here so I can share this with you. Okay, so here we go. So this is the front of one, which is your 90 day goal, today's goals, morning I'm grateful for, lessons learned today. Screenshot this, guys, and I should be able to move on. The second portion of this is, here we are, this evening I am grateful for my new ideas and notes. Then we got to tell me when I'm good to move on. Okay, and then the third, the third section of this is my revised vision for today, this week, this month, this year. Now, before I go into my next screenshot, what I want to do is I'm going to just double back here. I want to explain to you, okay, the importance of this vision form. It took, it took me many years to get this right to understand it. Because when I was right filling in my vision form, I got confused as to, am I contradicting myself then from the day before? Am I, I'm writing something different today, which gives me a new business idea. Then after many years of practicing and understanding how you talk into yourself to talk to your business, I got it right. You always start with, I am. I am. 
Now you could say, you could, so for me, let's say a time ago, it would be, I am a successful business person. That is, that is my 90 day goal. I am a successful business person. I am 100% abundance in clients. That's my 30 day goal. I am 100% efficient. Maggie, yeah. Unmute yourself, girl. Unmute the screen, yourself. The screen is not changing. I've still got pages 13 and 14. Vision form daily. Mantra daily. Bob, let me have a look here then, girl. Let me have a look. Yeah, what, we'll we should be um, 90 day goal. Today's goals. Nope. Nope. No. Well, you are... No, the page is not the page is not changing for they are not no well let me do this then i'm gonna read them through and i'll send everybody the pdf is that okay yeah. Is yeah, it? yeah yeah so what we got is so what i want you to do is when you fill in your form your your and also please when i send you your vision form make a zoom with me arrange a zoom call with me and i will run in detail how to work this vision form in your life. We will do that together. So when, so I will send this PDF to Bernie, she will send it on to you and then please make a link with me. I will send you my schedule so we can hook up a 30 minute call. So this vision form, you will have the exact process in order for it to work with you guys, okay? Are we all cool with that? But your vision form is hugely important. Let me fall forward then. Now, can everybody see this? As it, no, nothing's changed. Oh, let, me, let me go you then. Let me pull it up again. Bam, 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 bam. Let me go. Uh, here we are. Okay. There we are. We can see that, yeah? No. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now we can. See it? I am healthy. I'm strong. I have financial abundance in my life. Yeah. Everybody say, okay, so let me just tell you about this. This isn't an airy fairy statement. This isn't a wishful statement. You tell it by your subconscious and probably all you knowledge workers are already clear on this, but I just wish to add it in, Maggie. Is that your subconscious, in order to change bad, poor thinking habits, you have to go to a subconscious gym every day as many times as you can. Here's a good thing. You don't get muscle ache. So there's no recovery. You can do it every day. So this type of mantra here, this isn't there because you want to be healthy and strong, but obviously, yes or you want financial abundance, this mantra is purely to change toxic thinking. That's all it's there to do. So when I first started my mantra, I had this up on every door, back to front, every mirror, because I'm a mirror man, I'm vain as 10 bears, every mirror, uh, I had it stuck on my ceiling, so that when I woke up, the first thing I read was, when I wake up, when you wake up in the morning, you go, shit, I've got this day ahead of me, I then exchanged that for this mantra. I would, I would swap it out immediately. And every time I had a negative thought, I went straight back by mantra. Now I'm pretty intense. So I, I would set an alarm in my phone every hour. So I would say my mantra 10 times every hour because I was coming back from a pretty negative place in life. Pretty negative. I've overdosed many times. I've tried to take my life many times. There was a lot of sexual abuse in my life. All these things. There's a lot of hurdles I had to get through. This mantra here, all it did was help me come alive positively in my subconscious. That's what it did there for me, Maggie. And that's what it'll do. And, and it, remember, your mantra will change. 
Your mantra has to resonate, guys, with your heart. And as you practice your mantra, it'll grow. But what you do here is you stick that up to, to get yourself into that into that subconscious gym. Okay, now I'm, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna do a new share to bring up my last slide with you because it seems this is the way it wants to work. I have to find it now. Um, where would that be? It's actually here. Let me come here. Let me move that. Can you see that changing slide? If not, I'll go back and get it. Okay, here it is. Yeah, we can see that one. Perfect. Let me just minimize you so I can see what I'm talking about you. So these are the most important top 10 soft skills tools for your successful toolbox. Now, also, don't worry about writing them down. I'm going to send Bertie the PDF. And then you can stick this sucker up in your bedroom, in your toilet, in your office. You can stick that up there. And I want you to really think about these these ten um, these ten tools. Don't read them and think you've got the answer straight away. You read them, digest them. Don't react then. Go back a couple of days later, read it, digest it, and you may do that for two or three weeks before you like. Okay, I get what high practice, personal and professional integrity is. It takes time, courtesy to life and work work ethics. It's a short statement, and that's courtesy to yourself. Not others, courtesy to yourself first. So anyway, I'm going to send that on to you guys because I'm going to come off here now and I'm going to stop sharing. Boom. Okay, I'm back. So what I want you to do is just, again, you know, this isn't... <laughs> I think David has been asleep, you know what? So I think you need to give him some Juice Plus stuff to get him going, you know what I mean? You want to give him some of these guys you give me. I mean, I, I've been taking these off. <laughs> Some of those stuff, guys. Dave, see if I'm gonna, I'm gonna send. David's on the ketones. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you, I just want you to. Hopefully, you've all got something from you today. It's not about sales. It's about yourselves. You know. So, um, please, I'll drop all these PDFs in. Any questions? I'm open now. Um, for anything, you can ask me anything. Trust me. Thank you all for your speech. Right. So, okay, so Maggie's got a question. Yeah, well, uh, Maggie, just some questions. I'm sure people have got some questions for you straight away. But Maggie, you're on. Ask Paul anything you want. You said earlier, marketing strategy as a statement of what you are presenting. I didn't get the rest of it or what you're putting out. Marketing strategy as a statement of what you, I, I missed out on the rest of that. If you, if you look at individual, if you look at business on an individual sense, you see that everybody markets in very different ways. Some market very subtly, um, in the sense of you may you may catch them. Yeah, Mike is gonna. Oh, he's already typing. I guess he got something to say. But you may market in the sense of where you are touching lightly into Facebook, and that's as far as you go. Well, behind that there is a fear factor. Will I be liked? Will somebody send me something that's going to be negative to me? You've got to have people who send something negative or we don't grow. We can't grow our product. Thank God for complaining people. One is because if they complain about me, they're giving somebody else a rest. But if they complain about me, i got something to work on in my business. So when you look at the strategy, okay, what you do is you look at the power or the intensity of the message you're delivering out and where you're delivering. So it's the courage of the platform you're going to. It's like, so Maggie said, you know what? I'm going to hit LinkedIn hard. These are pointy business people. That then the statement is, I got confidence in my, in my product. I got confidence in myself. And the statement I'm going to make will see people. People will see that I have that ability in me, which rises my profile. 
that's the statement how many there'll be so many different ventures of marketing on this on this screen right now so many ventures a 12 month ago when i was at my lowest for a long time i hardly marketed i had no belief in me and it was a tough time suzanne you know i i, I was a tough time for me it was, I, I would cry a lot i had deb deb's a life coach my wife you know she'd be pulling me in and things that's business that's business the rejection was huge for me because i changed my product i divorced a big part my client my business fell to the floor because i was shifting onto a new a new a new statement you know so that's what i mean by marketing the strength of your marketing comes from the strength of your belief in your self-worth and i'll talk about confidence is different we can find confidence i i play the drums i got loads of confidence in the drums but my self-worth is different to that we train ourselves confidence okay anybody else Come on, guys. Well, a couple of things that I picked up for, like, which, you know, I, I mean, I listened intensively to what you had to say, but, you know, some of the key points, you know, stop restricting yourself, you know, change your own outlook, you know, redevelop yourself. Those are, like, key things that I take those resonated with me, to be fair. You know, we've had a conversation and, you know, you know where I am and that sort of thing, you know, and stop using those negative words, you know, and I've tried to take that on board myself, which I've been trying to do. I recently sort of put my profile on LinkedIn, right? Because I, I I was old school, you know, like you say, that old sort of mindset from years ago. You know, I had successful businesses from before, but like you say, it's in the past, you know, and I never needed social media before. Now I do. Now I've gone to LinkedIn and I've bashed that, like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, in the last week or so, people put and started to put posts up and stuff like that, which, I, it, to be fair, it's new to me, so I'm quite enjoying it, right? And I'm thinking, wow, this is, like, really good, isn't it, right? And I picked up so many connections, you know, for the stuff that we're doing now, and it's just, like, lifted my whole personality a bit, you know? It's given me a lot more confidence and everything, and, I, and a lot of the things you said on there, you know, I've gone back and thinking, God, oh, that was me, that was me, that was me. You know, you've really sort of hit the nail on the head with me. Yeah. And, you know, fantastic. I mean, I'm sure everybody has picked up something from you, even though they're, you know, they may not have anything to say, but there's so much that you've given us, you know, like you say, there's a week's worth of thoughts going on in what you've given us in that sort of small hour. And I've got notes here that I can read for like days, to be fair. But yeah, I mean, amazing for really, really, really good. And this on the, on the phone um, from Tracy, yeah. Someone does asking, how was the meeting going? Well, the head wants to know how we're going. Hi, chicks. Oh, we're fine. It's going well. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question. I got a question. Yeah, go on, Mike. Yeah, you carry on. Yeah, and um, Paul, um, obviously, uh, I got quite a lot of energy, but you got a lot of energy too, yeah? Um, what are the things that you do on a daily basis obviously your your positive affirmations and, and talking to your subconscious uh, subconscious and stuff uh, will help with that but are there any other uh, tips and advice you've got for people um, who uh, need to build up their energy levels and their and their passion and enthusiasm in their business um you know i meditate um i generally meditate five days a week now meditation is 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 underrated and over spoke about um, when I meditate on a daily basis, I'm meditating um, with my focus for the day, 
focus for my energy. You know, meditation is massively important for the subconscious. That is your morning breakfast. Think about your, think about your subconscious morning breakfast. How many of you will pick up the phone straight away and dive into what may be an email, what may be social media, what may be a WhatsApp? It is the worst thing you can do with your subconscious. Your subconscious has got up in the morning and is starving for thoughts. It's starving hungry for you to say something good to it. So before I even go downstairs, I go into my into my little spare room, pull out my camping chair, yeah, camping chair, and I'll sit there and I do a 10 to 15 meditation. Actually, i got no time for it. But I, it's that time where I get a link to people that I feel are close to me spiritually. You know, I'm a very spiritual person. Look, guys, let me show you something here. <laughs> my guides. You know, you might say a lot of crap, but these are my, I, it's something I had many years ago. These are my spiritual guides. They're up in my office. People come in and say, what's up, Paul? My spiritual guides. Who the hell are they? Well, you want not any? Mate, you must be dead from the neck down. You know, the, you know I, med- I meditate. That's a big thing for me. And I know the biggest thing is I spoon with Sue every day. So when I'm spooning with Sue every day, you know, in our business, I get all the clean information that I need. Trust me. So I'm, I'm vegetarian. I'm alcohol-free now. I'm caffeine-free. That, you know, listen, I've had my animal days. I was drunk for years. I had a, a, from the age of 17 to 28 is a blur. The best blur in my life. But I've done it. Make me who I am. You know, so for me, energizing is, is all about that morning breakfast for your subconscious and then stacking that up then with a conscious clean living. And of course, your mantras are important. And you know, the old fashioned saying, exercise if you wanna do it. But I know some of the emotionally fittest thinking people that have never exercised in their life. And they can outdo me, me with wisdom any day of the week because they go to the gym exercise, they mind exercise every morning. That's that. And that wasn't really a short answer, I know, but hey, you know, and, and let me, when you all do, because you're all going to do seminars at some given point. And I'm going to pull something off the wall, because I want you to, I want to share it with you. Because it's a way of getting people to think, remember, my job here is, is to crack open your doubts. It's to somewhat, it's somewhat frustrate you. But also where you think, oh my God, I can't listen to anymore. Maybe that is the case because I'm touching those parts of you that are reminding you of what you need to do. But when you are on a place where you're actually in that place where you're creating a space for people to listen, you want them actually to be thinking outside of they would normally think. So I'm just going to go to my wall and pull this down here quickly. Let me just get this. Okay. I got this here. And I use this often. Can you see that? You should be asking your people, when you have any questions, then you stick that up and say, well, do you know what? A major stimulant creative thinking is focused questions. So that tells me you're not thinking, guys, if you haven't got a question. It tells me you're not thinking hard enough about what you're getting from you today if there's no question. And you can think, who is he to say that? But you're on you because you decided to learn. So what, what is your question? How, you know, how, how much have you really thought about this year? If you have any questions after, drop them off, drop them off to me. I'm, I'm more than happy to keep our conversation going via coffee Zoom. So a major stimulant to creative thinking is focused questions. If you haven't got a question, then you're not thinking. And do that to your clients. When you ask questions, well, what are you thinking about then? How much of our conversation has been chunky, has been monkey chat? And how much have you listened to? Write down when you get off the call if you're okay. I'm going to be truly honest myself today. What was the percentage of monkey chat and what was the percentage of listening? 
And when you have that, do you know what? If you're really practicing soft skills, you send it out and let us all know. You will let us all know how much you were thinking you today and how much you were off somewhere else. That is integrity. That is transparency, and that's what makes money. Don't be afraid to share that. Don't be afraid to put it in the inbox. You write down and say, "Well, do you know what? I think Paul, I was only listening sixty percent. At least you've owned it. Own your listening ability. Be three years one mouth. I was four years." For so long, no, sorry, I was. No, let me say that again. I was four miles one year for so long. I was gob off, gob off, gob off. In my early part, the career was like some kind of testosterone mouth. Now I've learned. I've learned. I've got myself to be three years in one mouth. I need to be more. I'm still only three years one mouth. I have to be five to six years and half a mouth to be the coach that I want to be. I've got a raft of questions, Paul. I'm saving them all up for Monday, so I'll look out because I was listening 90%. <laughs> Put it in the chat box, boys. Put uh, it. How much were you listening? You'll be open, you. It's okay. We're not hurting feelings. We are practicing soft skills. Let's have some fun, you. Put it in there. Admit. Get it out there. Oh, I was listening this much. I was listening this much. It's important. You've got to have a starting block. Here we go, Mark. Sixty-five percent. Well done, you, Mark. It's a bloody good start. So, <laughs> was that eighty percent, Amy? Is that eighty percent? Seventy percent, David. Well done. Let's keep it going. Uh, Sue, go on, Sue. Big ninety. Yeah. Are you? Come on, guys. Let's get it in there. Don't be afraid to share. Hugely important. Are they coming in? I would listen, loved it. Maybe five percent was I was taking pictures. Well done, Susan. Yes, that's how Susan. Ninety percent girl, always. She's a good listener. She asked me for a job. Um, was Joy eighty percent? Well done, Joy. Emily else coming in there, and uh, Bernie ninety percent for me. <laughs> no, I said not posting your little. And it is, I found that, you know, if you want to be good at what you're doing and everybody here in one way or another is in the knowledge industry, the most important part of you is, is precising how you listen. The moment you are talking whilst listening to yourself, you have stopped listening. The great leaders can listen well and listen well. What's that? My job was distracted by, by 20%. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. But I want to thank you for the years. I want to... Oh, 20%. 20% option is... My dog was barking, Bernie. And, uh, and this, that, that's the 20% that I lost. Uh, are you doing well? Joe, you have to be listening because uh, Paul called you out a couple of times. You know? I don't know. Are you... She tries to well, she tries to stay in the chat. I was like, just won't happen. <laughs> just to embrace that. Because um, to be a lot of you will have missed it, but Bernie said it looks like I'm sat in a onesie. <laughs> and uh, I I said, right, okay, this top is going back to Pebblems. It's still got the label on it. <laughs> no, it's nice. Let me let me grateful for you taking these ideas forward 
and it becoming part of part of what's going to give you lifestyle freedom. That's why you're in business, guys. Okay, thank you, and thank you. I implore you all. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Fabulous. Thank you. Thank you so much, Paul. Well, thank you. I would have to say, you know, obviously, that wasn't a real. Uh, we have. We've been on there over an hour, really, because you know you've been just so so captivating, and um, I'm sure we've all got at least something out of this, uh, yep. and lots and lots to think about, you know. So, and you know, I'd like to thank you for coming on, obviously sharing your time with us, and your There's nothing else left to say other than have a great day. I know I will. And uh, thanks very much for listening. Cheers. Bye-bye. This episode was brought to you in conjunction with startup and SME web design business, 333 Websites which are available at www.333websites.co.uk and Mike Armstrong's Coaching, which is available at uh, mikearmstrong.me forward slash coaching. Um, There's nothing else left for me to say now other than have a great day. I know I will. And don't forget, you can do it. Thank you very much for listening. Cheers. Bye-bye.